Hello and welcome to Divided by Brand, the weekly podcast show for entrepreneurs, business owners and influencers. If you want to learn more about branding, hear from industry experts and first-hand accounts about ways that you might find yourself divided by your own business's brand, then this is the show for you. Join me, your host Dan O'Cook, a brand identity specialist with over 20 years design experience and founder of Vi Design Co. I'm going to talk everything brand, but more specifically, I want to go behind the scenes of real life brand challenges that businesses and individuals have faced that has left them divided in their mind or divided by the people around them. I want you to learn with me exactly what real life brand divides people have faced and by overcoming them, did they help to create success? It's the show that's going to have a host of different branding stories. I'm going to be speaking with people on personal branding, corporate branding. I want to speak with artists and designers, even streamers. I want to put these guests in front of you and get them to open up about their own brand divides. And I think you'll agree, that's quite enough jazzy intro. Can we just start the show, please? So here we are, my first ever episode of Divided by Brand, and more importantly, my first ever podcast that I've sat and recorded. Yeah, I found myself sat in front of a microphone on a rather shiny stand and some new software that I'm still trying to get to grips with, but it's something that I've wanted to do for a long time now, and I think I've hit record on this particular section about 30 times, and I'm you know, as a designer, this is the mindset of a designer. We just want things perfect. And I'm just have to say to myself, right, stop trying to get it right from day one. Let's just go with what we've got, talk about what we want to talk about, and things will get better, right? This show is going to develop. I'm going to get used to where my microphone sits. I'm going to get used to the levels and um, how I should set things up for the, you know, to be the most efficient that I can. But um, I want to, I want to kind of learn, and hopefully the show will develop as I do as well. So this is an episode that's going to be structured slightly differently to what I will. I think technically called my my normal structure or the structure that I'm aiming for. Um, on, on this episode, I'm going to give you guys a chance to find out a little bit more about me, you know, what I do and why I do it. Um, I'm going to include my boldest brand of the week, so that will be a feature each time I do a show. And instead of the guest that would normally be on the show, I'm going to give you something that you can take away that I really hope you will find some value in. So I'm going to be giving you six key brand focus points for your brand that you should, if you're not considering, you need to consider because these are going to help add value. So that's my little takeaway that I wanted to give on this first episode. So who am I? 
why am I making this show? What am I doing sat here? Why am I talking to you? Well, I'm a, I'm a branding identity specialist. You know, I've, I've spent 20 years working as a designer and I now have a company that is allowing me to specialize um, working with founders, entrepreneurs, directors, and influencers, people who are growing or transitioning their brands. So maybe they're launching, if they're an entrepreneur, they're, they're launching a new product, they're launching a new service, um, they're launching a new podcast, They've, they're a speaker that needs to be out on the public scene. Those are the type of people who excite me with their ideas. And basically, if if somebody is if somebody has that vision to succeed and they've got those business ideas that are worth shouting about, I want to work with them. Okay. And up to this point in my career, I've never specialized in just doing that. I have been up to this point always part of a design agency so a tooth on the cog and it's been a transition that I've gone through as a brand and that's what this show is about it's finding and talking to people who've gone through similar transitions and I don't I don't care if that person is an individual or an owner of a business with multiple, you know, with staff all around the world. There's brand challenges on every level, and I want to speak to those people and find out how their story relates to the story that I've been through, or the, how the story that you're going through listening to this. Um, but my own story, and my a question that I'm going to ask myself today, but I will be asking um, each and every guest that comes on the show is. Describe your biggest brand dividing moment. So in other words, when did everything change for you? And for me, that brand dividing moment came last year. And the if I set the scene and give a little bit of background and some context to where I was last year, I was a year into being a freelance designer. So I was 12 months into doing stuff myself, not under um, the guise of um, an established or a limited company. I wasn't working with a bigger team or a smaller team. I was just a freelancer. And it was great. I was enjoying it up to that point. But something in me said, this isn't enough. And 12 months of freelancing would or should be enough for any freelancer to turn around and say, this is a tough ride. This is gonna be, this is quite often, a lot of the time, a slog. It very quickly gets to a point where, not all of the time, but you find yourself saying that you'll take on the work just to pay bills. You know, you would take on a project that might not necessarily fulfill you but you know if you do it, you're going to be able to cover the mortgage next month. And I don't know if it's the age that I'm at. I'm 40, I've got family, and that wasn't good enough. That wasn't enough for me at the point in life that I am. I didn't leave full-time work to not be happy doing what I do. wanted to make sure that I leveled up and became happy doing what I do. So that was the 
context of where I, I was and why I decided things had to change. And lo and behold, call it fate, call it coincidence, I came across a business coach who works with freelance creatives, specifically established freelance creatives called Matt Essen. I'm going to put a link to Matt's site in the show notes. Um, I'm also speaking to Matt to try and get him to come on and be a guest on the show because I think his insights are incredibly valuable and I know he's been on his own brand journey as well. But Matt came about and I attended one of his workshops and everything he talked to me about resonated with me and I thought I need to work with Matt. He, I've never worked with a business coach before but I felt that what he was describing to me would let me um, explore more possibilities of what my business could become, but also what I could become. So I embarked on a journey with them, and there were six other individuals that came on the journey with me, and it reshaped my own values as a person. So it really got under my skin and got me to evaluate where and what I wanted in life. If you haven't heard of the term Ikigai, I suggest you look it up because that term allowed me to really put a lot of things into perspective. Um, What it allowed me to do was establish my core values as a person and then build my business off the back of those values. Now, 12 months down the line, having gone through the process, I'm left with a business that makes me incredibly happy doing what I do. I'm working with the kind of people that I want to work with and I'm producing the best, some of the best work that I've produced in my entire career and I love it. So for me, I mean, the question that I'm asking my guests is describe your biggest brand dividing moment. For me, that biggest brand dividing moment was six months ago 12 months ago, 6 to 12 months ago when I rediscovered and explored what I wanted my business to become. And I think this will, that was my biggest dividing point up to now, but I understand it's with life that things change, this will adapt, but right now that moment was a real eye-opener and it's allowed me to completely transform um, what I do. It's also given me a whole new lease of of confidence and if you'd asked me two years ago to sit down and produce a podcast like this I can guarantee it wouldn't have had the same passion and it wouldn't have come across in the same way that it does now so it's really been I mean a roller coaster is that kind of cliche but it has been up and down um it's been fantastic you know and i'm very lucky to find myself now in the position where i'm doing what i love with the clients that i love to work with as well so i hope that's a small insight as to why i'm doing the show i'm really fascinated by other people's stories and i want this show to help me talk to people and discover their stories and One of the other questions that I'm going to be asking my guests is if you went back in time and you met yourself 10 years ago, what would you tell yourself? And for me, if I did go back 10 years, 
not only would I have no children, <laughs> which would actually be quite, I'd probably sleep a lot actually if I went back 10 years ago, but um, I would be from a, from a work perspective and a business perspective, um, I was very much embedded in full-time employment and I couldn't, I had that full-time work set of blinkers on, if you like, that anybody that's worked for themselves will know what I mean. And I'd have a really, I'd take me 10 years ago, I'd say, come on, you're coming to the pub. I'd sit me down and I'd say, hey, what are you doing? And it would really strongly advise old me to pursue what was a burning passion in the back of his mind back then and to get out there and just do it basically don't be afraid just get stuck into it so that's what i would tell myself from 10 years ago that along with the fact that there's never a right time to do it I think it's the same with if you have when you're considering having children you think you can almost always pick a reason not to do something whether it's you know money related um not enough time or what would we do you know i don't know if it's a way that the human mind is wired but you'll always think of an excuse not to do something but take the jump you know get stuck in so that's that's a little insight. That's that's kind of me sitting down with myself 10 years ago. It's also a reflection on what I've found to date as my biggest brand dividing moment. The, the moment when everything changed for me for the better. So I that's myself under the spotlight. That's the you know what will be the divided by brand guest spotlight pointed every week. I'm gonna be asking people similar questions. Let's let's move things on. Let's talk boldest brands. And to give some context for the episode for this particular episode, we are in the midst of a global pandemic. And the coronavirus is absolutely decimating countries and a lot, a lot of people have been affected by this, this virus at the moment. We're in lockdown, you know, I'm sat here and I haven't left the house. I do my daily exercise, but there's no meetings, there's no networking. People are not meeting people face to face, fact. And so the world has changed. That's my context of where we're at. And whoever's listening to this episode um, in the future, this is where we are right now. So my my boldest brand this week um, is somebody that uh, right now is doing what I class as a fantastic job with their brand, and it's Joe Wicks. Now, if you don't know who Joe Wicks is, he is a body coach, and I'm going to put a link to Joe's website in the show notes so that anybody who's intrigued enough to go and have a look at what he does, if you don't already know what he does, go and have a look. But right at the beginning of this crisis, when places like schools were closed, um, Joe was very quick to engage 
and recognize the change that his audience were about to go through. And he was putting on exercise plans straight away for the kids that were not going to be having things like Daily Mile or being involved with, you know, regular activity. So not keeping fit, basically. And he stayed very true to his brand. He didn't use coronavirus in his messaging, but he was well aware of the situation and he adapted his brand and I guess his, his business model slightly to help people in the situation that they found themselves. Um, he wasn't capitalizing on anything. He wasn't scaremongering people. He was just doing something very genuine. And that's what I feel like Joe Wicks is as a brand. He's just one of those characters that comes across as 100% genuine in what he does. And that's why I've, that's why Joe is my brand of the week. I say, well done, Joe, for maintaining what you do, how you do it um, in the face of adversity. Well done. So Joe Wicks is my boldest brand of the week. I'm going to do one each week with each guest. They're going to pick their own. Um, and we're going to put a link to each of those brands in the show notes. Okay, let's get some value for you. Let's get your brand on point and let's give you the six key brand focus points that I mentioned at the start of the episode that you need to be considering now that are going to help add value to your business and to your brand. So these are six key points that I always talk with potential clients, clients that have come on board, um, that are points that will just help sometimes give people that light bulb moment. Okay. So number one is awareness. That is my first key brand point, awareness. Now, the greatest value of an effective brand and marketing practices is awareness. You've got to remember that your business and your offer don't exist in the eyes of potential customers if they've never heard of you. And that's why awareness is point number one. Never be presumptuous with a brand. So never have that attitude of, of um, you know, if you build it, they will come. They won't. You've got to make your audience aware. And that leads nicely into um, point number two, which is actually engagement. So number two on my key brand focus points is engagement. And whilst you can make people aware, you need to make sure that you are engaging the right audience. Have you identified your audience avatar? You know, engagement is number two. Every business has a target audience with which you want to engage. And the more positively you can engage your audience, the more likely you are to sell and more often. Not only that, but to more people and at a higher price more often than not. So the best brands out there, they're engaging with their audiences so well that they develop this brand um, or this following of brand advocates. Now, brand advocates are incredibly powerful sales tools. Now, for brands, what an advocate does is they're going to be selling word of mouth your business, your brand. And word of mouth, as you should know if you run a business, is one of the most effective marketing channels. 
So number two is engagement. Number one is awareness, and they kind of go hand in hand there. Um, a point to make on brand awareness is a question that you should definitely be asking yourself is, how do you currently make sure that your brand is visible to potential customers? So point one is awareness, making sure that your brand is visible. Point two is engagement, making sure you've identified your audience avatar. Um, point three on the brand focus points is price. Now, an effective brand has really has the power to influence the market price of its goods or services. And that will be because of the reputation that it will have developed in the minds of its customers. Why do we pay twice as much for Starbucks? You know, when we can get it cheaper down the road or from the local coffee shops. Maybe, you know, perhaps it's the ingredients. They might be different and the recipes more precise at Starbucks. Essentially or fundamentally, um, it's it's their reputation and their supporting brand that's responsible for the premium that you're willing to pay. It's that reputation that precedes them. You know, you know what you're expecting when you go to a Starbucks coffee shop, and that's why it's more expensive. Price. They set that benchmark, and their brand. You know, that is the expectation of going into a Starbucks shop. So price is definitely something that you need to be thinking. If you know, if you're not, if there's a competitor out there that's charging more than you, why are they charging more? How are they able to charge more than you? This is something that you should be looking at and definitely considering. So that's point number three. I'm moving on to point number four now, which is communication. And for a brand, communication really at the heart of this this point is the communication strategy, their core messages. And these core messages, um, they need to be communicated to the right audiences. What sets you apart from your competitors? How are you adding value? What are the benefits of your product or your service? And these, these are the values which are instilled within the business itself. These all increase the chances of engaging with your consumers in a meaningful and relevant way. And, you know, having a story to tell is one thing, but not communicating, not telling it effectively, uh, not communicating with the, with the audience will mean your messages will fall on deaf ears. So number four is definitely communication, something that I come in as a designer and do visually. Communication is point number four. Point number five is actually consistency. And this is, again, it's quite high up on my list as a designer because I see it a lot of the time people produce content, but they don't produce it consistently. And when it comes to building a great reputation, consistency is key. You need to be delivering in line with your promise to customers across every touch point, every touch point that they come into contact with you. So whether that's customer service, um, product quality, communication, staff members, packaging, all of that needs to develop, deliver that consistent message. Developing your brand, getting everyone on the same page, and weaving the values into all aspects of your brand is vital. So consistency is my fifth point. And we're moving on to the last point here, which is personality. Now, 
Personality as a designer is a fantastic point to, point to to kind of finish on because the personality comes across visually for me. It's how someone will perceive your business and the impression that you will be able to give them at first glance and also that impression that they leave with. Because essentially business, more often than not, it's a, it's it can be a cold kind of transactional um, experience. Um, a successful business, you know, it needs to sell, it needs to spend, and it's all about profit, hitting financial targets, customer turnover, all this kind of stuff. Um, brand and marketing help to soften that focus, that kind of financial drive, and adding colour to you know this black and white practice of what business is and the best brands do it so well with personality consumers with the right brands are falling over themselves to buy what these brands are selling because they can engage with that brand in an emotional way their personality is coming across it resonates with their audience and they're like yeah i want to buy more of this i want to be part of this brand i want to wear this product i want to play this product whatever it is they they bought into the brand um and fundamentally I, you know i believe that that anything that's engaged on that level um something that's a powerful and meaningful brand will help biz- a business sell more products or services they sell to more people more often it'll be at a higher price so the message on the end on that personality is get the brand right and the opportunities will follow those are my six key brand focus points that i want you to look at or listen to rather um, and take away what i'm going to do is actually put this as a download in the show notes so if you want to go back and download it it'll be a pdf you'll be able to refer to this um take it in your business you know adapt some of these points take a couple whatever it's there for you want you guys to have it so here we are the end of another episode if you want to read more about my own work or my business or if you feel like applying to be a guest on the show which i am looking for new guests if you feel like anything on the show has resonated with you on any level please get in touch you can do all of this via my website which is danielocock.com you'll be able to listen to more episodes on there you can see some of my designs some of my illustration work as well you'll also find all my social media channels so that i'm on facebook i'm on twitter and there is some stuff on instagram you'll be able to engage with me directly on there the podcast itself is available to download via most of the major platforms out there so thinking spotify itunes things like that if you like the show then please don't forget to hit share and it would be great to read a review or two from yourselves and just tell me what you think about the show i will read some of those out at the end of each episode and i'd like to give some special mentions and thanks to anyone who does take the time to write one And on that note, I just want to say thank you for listening to this episode. And remember, if you're not proud of your brand, how do you expect anyone else to be?